Hello and welcome law firm owners to season two of the Wildly Successful Law Firm podcast. I'm Nermeen Jasani, your host, and I'm so excited to be back for season two. It is January, so happy new year, my friends. I hope you had an amazing time and took some time off to really think about what you wanted to happen for your law firm in 2022. Hey, law firm owners, this is Nermeen, law firm strategist and host of the Wildly Successful Law Firm podcast. This podcast is for law firm owners who are tired of the same bad law firm advice that's outdated and doesn't apply to your small law firm. We'll discuss everything there is to know about your law firm, including your numbers, hiring, operations, especially how to think, act, and behave like a CEO, not just a lawyer who happens to own a business. I'm here to talk about strategy and not your feelings. So here we go. I have a couple of really exciting announcements and then we're gonna get into today's episode. So number one, uh, this podcast is gonna keep going throughout this entire year. What you can expect is an episode every single week, literally until the end of the year. I have planned out every single episode (laughs) I did take some time off and I did do a lot of planning. So every single episode is planned out through the entirety of 2022. And I'm super excited because what I realized that I did in season one as a first time podcaster was, I didn't have too much structure around the conversations. So what that means is I started these conversations and every week was sort of a different topic without really any rhyme or reason for it, right? Now I can tell you that going forward, every single month has its own focus. So we are in January. January is all about money. All we are going to talk about this month is money. Money that you make in your law firm, how much you need to make, your expenses, what your salary should be, all of that stuff. Everything related to money is gonna be covered in the month of January. February will open up a new month and that will be a different topic and so on and so forth. And the reason for that is because it just helps. You know, I think that as lawyers, this is how our brains think. We really like compartmentalizing things. It's sort of the Iraq method, if you will, right? So that's how I'm going to be putting together this podcast series going forward. And I'm really, really excited about that. Okay, so the next thing, that I'm really excited to announce is that the waitlist for the CEO Academy is now open. So if you didn't get us get to join us early on, you are still welcome to get on the waitlist. And when we open back up, we will send you an email and invite you to have a conversation with us about the CEO Academy. Again, it is just for law firm owners. And I did want to emphasize that. The next thing I wanted to announce is that just about every month, there's going to be a workbook or a guide or something like that that will come with this podcast series to help you get through that month. So if we're looking at the month of hiring or we're looking at marketing, you're gonna have an entire workbook of things that you can download and use as a guide along this podcast series. I do wanna take a second and point out that this podcast is really a space for knowledge. This is where you're learning, this is knowing. I'm hoping 
that you are holding yourself responsible and accountable for the doing. The doing is you're listening to what I'm saying and then you are actually doing it and implementing it in your firm. Now, even if you're a male attorney, I don't work with male attorneys, it's okay, but I still wanna know that you're doing the things that we are discussing in these episodes. That's really important to me because if not, then it's just a whole bunch more information. You have enough information in your head as it is. I don't think that you need to stuff it with more information, right? So I really want you to make sure that you are using this as a space to not just learn, but do. Do and implement, okay? So the workbooks are really there to help you. And this month's workbook is the hourly rate guide. There's a link to it down below. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a guide to help you figure out what you should be charging based on the city that you live in, your practice area, and the number of years you've been practicing. Now, you all know, if you've been listening to this podcast, I am not, right, not at all, a fan of the hourly rate. However, I also know that I'm one person trying to take on an industry of thousands that have been doing it this way for many, many years. So it's gonna take a little bit of time. But what I can tell you is that most attorneys that I know charge too little. And you can know that you're charging too little, which by the way, you're probably thinking to yourself right now, yeah, I could increase my rates. But you're scared, you're nervous, right? So there's a whole mindset thing that comes with it. So you can know that you need to do it, but then are you actually gonna do it? I don't know. So this guide is here to help you. At least you'll know what you should be charging. And then from there you can decide how you're gonna tell your clients what to charge and that you're increasing rates and all of that. And that's where the next thing comes in. So this year I'm going to be launching the email club for law firm owners, male and female is okay. It's literally, template emails that you can send to your clients, to opposing counsel, newsletters, they're template emails, right? And what I've noticed is oftentimes attorneys get really nervous to communicate things because they did something wrong, they forgot to do something, they feel weird going and asking for money, they feel weird asking about a referral. So these are all template emails that are designed to communicate with your clients. And it doesn't matter what your practice area is, there's an email template there for you, and it's gonna be super affordable. And there's a link below for that as well. So if you're ever stuck on what to say to your clients, you know you need to do a newsletter, you have no idea what to send, all that's going to be included with the email club. Okay, so I think that's it for all of my big announcements for this year. I have still enjoyed doing this podcast series, and if you're noticing my voice coming in and out a little bit, it is because I have a cough. That's a weird thing around COVID this time of year. As you all know, I'm in Atlanta. I don't have COVID, I haven't gotten COVID, I'm vaxxed and boosted, and I still have a cough. Why? Because it's 40 degrees outside, and that's what happens. And every time I cough or sneeze, I'm like, oh my God, it's COVID, and I run in and get tested, and it's nothing. And, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there. If you're wondering why I'm like continuously clearing my throat, yep, I'm human, I have a cough, that's what's going on. And uh, I also have some holes in my mouth, so if you hear that, that's what it is as well. Hopefully my video guy will be able to edit it out, but you know, he can only work so many miracles, right? 
Okay, so let's get into today's episode, the first official episode of 2022 and season two of Wildly Successful Offer. And it is appropriately titled, How Much Money You Need to Make in Your Law Firm. I'm gonna give you a little bit of backstory here. I'm also gonna give you my numbers and I have no shame. I'm happy to share whatever. It's not a flex, it's nothing. It is really just so you can use it as in your brain to help you think about how you need to create this for your own law firm and for your own business. Okay, number one. I think that for some reason, there's been in the last maybe 24 months, especially since the pandemic kicked in, I've seen everything out there around, you can be a seven-figure law firm owner and seven figures is what you need to make and it's totally doable. Hey, I even did a series on making seven figures in your law firm. What I'm saying is it's more about practicing the things that seven-figure law firm owners do rather than actually wanting to be a seven-figure law firm owner. Listen, you might live in Iowa or you know, St. Louis or, you know, another city that's not as expensive as Boston and LA and New York or even Atlanta. And making a million dollars there wouldn't even make sense for you. You know, you could make 200,000 and still feel like you're a millionaire because the cost of living is so different there, right? Um, I was talking to an attorney the other day who is a solo practitioner and lives in you know Rhode Island and pays $400 a month in rent. I mean, geez, that's incredible, right? And also, he probably doesn't need to make a million dollars a year, right? Like, it would not even be feasible for him, and what would he do with it, right? So, I want you to come at this from a very realistic perspective. Do you really need to make a million dollars? I don't need to make a million dollars. I can tell you my number is $47,000 a month. That's where I need to be. For me to have the house, the car, the, the you know, housekeeping, you know, all, all the travel, you know, all of that, that's where my number ends up being. So your number is not meant to be sort of a pie in the sky, this is what I'm wishing for, maybe one day it'll happen, I'm going to, aim for the sky and land in the stars or on the moon or whatever that quote is. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being so clear on the lifestyle that you want to have, where you want to live, what your expenses are, how the financial responsibility splits in your household. Maybe it's 100% on you. Maybe it's 75% on you. Maybe it's 25% on you. If it's 25% on you, then making a million dollars probably doesn't make sense to you, right? So I'm having this conversation to say that so many of us fall into different buckets and it really depends on who you are, what lifestyle you wanna live. And that's not for me to tell you, right? If you want to drive a Ferrari, by all means, go ahead. I will tell you, I drive a Mazda and I love my car. I would never get another car. If you gave me a Ferrari, I would hand it back to you because that is just not the life that I want to live. I don't want to drive a car where I'm constantly worried about going over a speed bump. I'm in Atlanta, there's tons of potholes, like just not gonna happen, not gonna happen. I would just hand that car back to you and say, hey, could you give me whiskey instead of this, you know? So be super realistic about those numbers and do not get swayed 
by what other people are saying your numbers should be. Don't look on Instagram and say, oh wow, isn't that so nice? This is what my number should be. I want this car, I want this thing. Like, keep in mind that those channels are literally highlights. They could have rented that car. They could have rented that plane from a client who owed them a favor and so they reduced their bill so that they could do a photo shoot on a private plane. You have no idea. And so I don't want you to use those outlets as like a measuring stick. It's not healthy at all, okay? Look at what your numbers are. Let's talk actual real numbers. I'm gonna give you a couple examples. If you are a person who is in a relationship, you have a joint household, you are not responsible for the mortgage. You have someone else who is working in the house and is paying that piece. That's great. And they're also paying for the savings account and they're putting money in for travel and all of that. And they've said to you, hey, if you wanna start your own law firm, that's really great. Do whatever you wanna do, make as much as you wanna make. You know, whatever you make, you know, we can put it into our, we're gonna fix the house fund, okay? And so, if that's all you need to make, then that's all you need to make, right? There's no judgment on my part. And you are still a valid business owner, right? You still need to have systems and processes in place. You still need to make sure that you're charging the right amount of money. You still need to, all of those rules still apply to you, okay? Don't dismiss yourself or discount yourself thinking, well, I only need to make this much so I can do this. Not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying just be realistic about your numbers. Let's go to another example on the other end of the spectrum. Let's say you are the breadwinner of the family, male or female, happens to both. I know both, both have been my clients. If you are a solo practitioner and you're responsible for your household, essentially what you kill is what you eat, right? Whatever you make in your practice is what you are using to feed you and your family. There's a hundred different iterations of how this could look, but let's just keep it really simple. Let's say your mortgage is you know, $2,000 a month, you've got some debt at 2,000, car, whatever, and you've got savings of 2,000. That means every month you gotta make a minimum of $6,000, right? Okay, so keep it really, really simple. 6,000 times 12, right? And then, that's obviously 72,000, right? And then from the 72,000 you add in tax, so let's say that's 80, let's say it's 90,000, okay, between state and federal. 90,000 is what you'd have to pay. Or excuse me, 90,000 is what you would have to make. So based on that, the minimum that you can make to keep you and your household going, $90,000, okay? There are so many ways of looking at your numbers and making sure that what you are making is actually sufficient for you to survive. Now here's what I see most law firm owners doing. Most law firm owners will play it small. They will say, okay, well, this is what I need to survive. But then they're not thinking about taxes and they're not thinking about vacation and they're not thinking about, oh, well, what if I just want some help, not full-time help, but just some help. What if I do this? What if I do that? They're not having that conversation. So whatever number you come up with, I literally want you to add 20% because the number that you created is your survival rate. It is your, this is just barely enough of what I need to get by. That's not what we wanna do. We want to be realistic about this number. 
we don't want a survival number. We want a number that's going to give you room and comfort and security. And you don't get that when you are just barely scraping by. Okay, here's rule number two, once you have that number. I do like monthly targets. It's just nice to know if you hit that month's number, but the reality that happens with a lot of small and solo law firm owners is for their practice area, especially if you are a personal injury attorney, if you are doing you know, plaintiff's employment law, if you are doing something else that is not you know, a fixed fee that you know, is a contingency fee and you only get paid at the end, then I find that it's really helpful in those cases to have quarterly targets. Quarterly, you pretty much know which cases are settling and it's much easier to predict that rather than having monthly targets. So I say that to say, if you happen to find yourself in the bucket of being a personal injury attorney or any other type of attorney like that that gets paid in a similar way, my recommendation is you create your annual number and you split it up quarterly. That quarterly number will really help you see if you're on track or not and that's gonna help you decide how many new clients you need to sign and then look at the sort of probability of them settling in that year, right? Okay, so we've talked a lot about how much you need to make up here. A lot of that number has to do with what your personal lifestyle is, but it's also based on where you want your 2022 to go. If you know that you wanna hire a paralegal who's full-time in June, you need to start saving for it now, not in June. Don't open up your bank account May 30th and go, oh, let me see how much money is in my account. Great, I have enough to hire someone. Now let me start the hiring process. No, no, no. You wanna plan for it now. You wanna make sure that you've got that money put aside right now. So as you're coming up with what your number is gonna be for 2022, you wanna include the things that you are already anticipating right now, beginning of January right? Okay. Here's the other thing that I'm going to share with you that a lot of attorneys do. So they come up with their number, but then there's no way for them to track. Am I on target for this number? Right? It's just a number that they created that exists on some, you know, piece of paper and they never look at again, right? That's not what I want you to do. I actually want you to create a system for tracking. Now for people in the CEO Academy, I give them a system. They know exactly how to track it. It does it automatically. I train them to look at those numbers every two weeks. That is really how you want to be doing it. Some people get overwhelmed by, oh, every two weeks, but it's really because you have to get out of the mindset of these numbers mean something bad. These numbers are stressing me out. That's not what it, it's just numbers, right? It's supposed to be a guidepost. Don't let it be the thing that, you know, suffocates you. That's not what it's supposed to be. Use it as a guidepost. And do please, whatever you do, please do not just look at the money in your bank because that is not an accurate way of seeing how much money you've made because that's just a snapshot. snapshot. That's a moment in time. You need a system that shows you this is what I made so far in 2022. That system could be QuickBooks. It is not the best. It could be Clio. It is not the best. I'm gonna tell you exactly why it's not the best. Those systems just give you the overall number, but they don't tell you what those numbers mean. And 
the importance of numbers. I obviously cannot stress enough to you. You know me, I'm a big numbers nerd. Everything I do is about numbers. You know, I openly say, I don't care about your feelings, I care about your numbers. When you are looking at those numbers on QuickBooks or on Clio, it's just giving you a moment in time. It's not giving you the, the client source. It's not giving you the client type. It's not giving you the type of work that you did. Are they a repeat client? All of that. Those are all things that you need to be able to look at in a moment, right? Because if you're looking at it and you're starting to see this trend, wow, 40% of my clients were um, prenups. That's amazing. Have I been talking a lot about prenups? Is this something new that I'm seeing? If 40% of my clients so far in quarter one have been prenups, is that something I can make into 60%, 80% for quarter two? If I'm in these networking groups, can I use that as an opportunity to say, oh, by the way, I do a lot of prenups. If I am reaching out to past clients, if I am, if my social media team, if my SEO team, do they know that I'm getting all this business from prenups? If they don't, I should tell them, right? It's incredibly important for you to understand what your numbers mean. It's not just that you made $200,000 so far this year, congratulations. You need to understand what that means. Where did it come from? How many cases? How many clients? How many hours? Who did the work? What kind of case was it? All of these questions, if you don't have a way to track that and be able to look at that in one second, you know what's gonna happen? You're never gonna look at those numbers. You know how I know you're never gonna look at those numbers? Because if you had access to those numbers, you'd be making a million dollars right now. That's how I know. So it's all about, yes, money, but also understanding your numbers, okay? And where that number came from. Now, I'm gonna leave you on this note. When it comes to creating your number for 2022, I want you to think a lot about your 2021 number. I'm gonna be super specific right now. If in 2021, you made $100,000 and you're putting your 2022 goal as 400,000, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's probably not gonna happen. The probability of that is unlikely. Now I know that might hurt your feelings a little, but I would rather hurt your feelings and be honest with you than to lie to you and just be like, yeah, you're gonna do great, yeah, 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 and be like a coach but it's not even realistic, right? Okay, let me give you another example. If you made $200,000 last year and you wanna make $500,000 this year, probably not gonna happen. I'm sorry if that's harsh, it's the truth. Even if you hired one more person, probably not gonna happen, okay? I wanna be honest with you about these numbers and I'm gonna tell you that more than likely, if you made $100,000 in 2021 and you have a goal to make $150,000 in 2022, that's a realistic goal. If you made $200,000 in 2021 and you wanna make 250, 270, maybe even $300,000 in 2022, I think that's realistic. The point with these numbers is not to create some impossible goal that you're never gonna achieve, then you're gonna beat yourself up about it, you're gonna take on shitty clients to get to that goal, shitty clients you should've never taken on, you're gonna hire poorly, you're gonna hire when you're desperate, you're gonna make all these bad decisions, and it's all gonna come from this number 
that you think you need to achieve to get to some level of a lifestyle that you want. Now, I'm happy to have this conversation. I'm happy for this to be a back and forth with us. So let's do this because everyone's number is gonna vary wildly on the spectrum, right? There are gonna be people who have a team of seven, three intake specialists, two attorneys, two paralegals, and them. And they're gonna be at a million and a half, but their take home, that's where I'm focused on, right? It's about expanding your take home. Because if you've got a team of seven, you're making a million and a half, but you're only keeping 200, go be an associate. That's way too much stress to only end up with 200. Let's keep this as a conversation. Reach out to me. Tell me what your 2021 number was. And by the way, if you don't know your 2021 number, for me, that's a huge red flag. I don't take on clients who don't know their number from last year. If you don't know it with a $10,000 range, like I made 100 to 110, or I made 500 to 510,000 last year, if you don't know it like that, that's a red flag for me. That tells me you've got really big problems in your firm. You gotta know your numbers and you gotta know them like this. So come to me with your 2021 number and then we'll talk about your 2022 number. Give me the number and I'm gonna tell you if it's reasonable or not. And you know me, I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I get no benefits from lying to you. Literally no benefits, right? You only win when you're being honest with yourself and you only win when I am being able to advise you in a way that's actually gonna get you the goals and the results that you want. So tell me your number and then we'll figure it out, okay? That's my promise to you. All right, so that's everything for the first episode of season two. I'm so excited that you are here again. I'm so excited to help you through 2022. One of my goals has always been just to help. And this podcast and YouTube is such a great way for me to fulfill that and to express that. And I know that you are busy and that listening into this podcast takes time and it takes effort and it takes energy. So thank you for still being here, for listening in. I'm so appreciative. Don't forget to look at the show notes below. And I will be back again next week. So thank you so much for listening in. Bye, law firm owners. Hey, law firm owners. Thanks so much for listening in to another episode of the Wildly Successful Law Firm Podcast. I so appreciate your support and being here. Please, please, please take two seconds to subscribe to the podcast or to leave a review. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter because I do send a lot of specials and offers and just cool things via email once every week. The link to sign up is below. Thank you so much again for supporting me. I am here to help you grow your wildly successful law firm. Thank you.